Hello and welcome to Making and Doing with me, Graham Newman. In this series of programmes, I want to find out more about how the synergy of creativity, science and technology can foster innovation, as design evolves from making things to making things possible. The title of the channel is an embedded phrase at the Royal College of Art, signifying how designers think. Making and doing is a critical process. It's the conception and realisation of new things. One of the designerly ways of knowing, as Nigel Cross originally proposed at the Open University 40 years ago. It's also an appropriate maxim for challenges right now. Applying this critical thinking to why and how innovation can deliver social, cultural and economic value. As an introduction to these conversations, I'm going to lay out what I think is the choke point for Thailand's S-curve industries, specifically the widening gap between higher education and industry, and how this can potentially be bridged by embedding learning and development in organisations, achieved by a working symbiotic relationship between executives, human resources and learning and development providers. Thailand's S-curve industries are being let down by formal higher education. Specifically in design, the digital product space, access to research and employability. And these are the dimensions of innovation, which MIT rather cleverly defines as an equation. Innovation equals invention times commercialization. This failure is compounded with not enough talent in the pipeline. Organisations are trying to increase capacity and respond to customer demand. And the landscape has also dramatically shifted over the last two years, with Covid's impact and work from home now broadly accepted in the new normal. Additionally, design practitioner roles are expected to become more complex as job requirements have increased for product development talent trying to deliver the innovation value. They're expected to be a mix of researcher, user experience designer, user interface designer, information architect, strategist, behavioral scientist, data analyst, marketeer and salesperson. So if anyone knows where these S-curve superstars exist, please let me know. Let's set out our own definition of an S-curve industry. I'm referring specifically to organisations in these 10 verticals. Smart devices, future automotive, health tourism, agriculture and biotechnology, food processing, robotics and automation, aviation and logistics, biofuels and biochemicals, integrated medical services and digital products. These industries serve as the backbone of Thailand's 4.0 policy. Broadly speaking, the S-curve of industry visualises how old ways of doing business mature and then become superseded by newer ways. The S-curve itself is based on a mathematical concept called the sigmoidal curve. In the context of business, the curve graphically depicts how an organisation grows over time. A key argument of the curve is that sooner or later, most businesses will reach a period of stagnation, no matter how successful they were in the past. 
And this is very apparent in Thailand, where many organizations are having to respond to customer demand and changes in consumer sentiment and inclination. For example, plastics and packaging manufacturing. Motivating and engaging an organization's talent is complex. And I believe employees should oversee their own professional growth and development. So what we are looking at here is twofold. How to bridge the gap between the academy and industry and how to nurture an organization's culture of lifelong learning and development that supports talent acceleration, increases innovation and delivers financial growth. This challenge is rooted by the rather awkward placement of formal design education programs at faculty levels in universities. And we should accept that design education has been traditionally delivered as vocational training. The industry to a greater extent has managed perfectly well without any design and innovation research funded by government or privately. This needs to change. We have five world-class universities here in Bangkok. So why is industry struggling with digital product innovation, recruitment and talent acceleration? Thailand still hasn't produced a unicorn, which is a privately held startup company valued at over 1 billion US dollars. Potentially the reason for this is the core competencies of digital product innovation are not constructively aligned in formal design education programs. By this I am referring to research, both quantitative and qualitative, systems design, industrial design and marketing. Our programs usually sit in faculties of communication design or architecture. This should change as we need to draw more on the social sciences, the humanities and industrial design. Additionally, there is a ubiquity of digital product innovation. Retail banking is a prime example of me too pseudo innovation. The conversation at executive level usually goes like this. This bank has that app, so we should have one like it too, right? Which happens far too often. Executives must work closer with researchers and designers to figure out a long-term innovation strategy. And I mean a five-year roadmap here. On new consumer needs, emergent technology, societal trends and market shifts. Part of this strategy should be to broaden the digital innovation ecosystem. Frustratingly, there is still very little or no affordance for digital accessibility and inclusivity in Thailand. For example, there is still no official translation of the W3C accessibility standards in Thai language, and I appeal to enterprises to sponsor this important work. The entry level to a career in digital product design is low, and that's a good thing. However, I'm also frustrated that the top five universities in Bangkok remain both exclusive and elitist. This is another one of the reasons why there is so little innovation in Thailand, particularly outside of Bangkok, as the talent pool of young people wanting to enter the digital product industry to deliver on innovation and Thailand 4.0 is not large enough. Education is transformative and access to it is simply not possible for many talented young people who can't afford top five university fees. This is why digital product innovation companies and the broader S-curve industries are struggling to increase capacity and scale. 
So I'm taking this opportunity to appeal to the top five to offer more scholarships for students from the Thai provinces to attend their undergraduate programs. I believe a broad comprehensive preparation of skills and competencies wins over specialization in higher education and beyond with industry learning and development programs. This value proposition is scaffolded around interdisciplinary learning that's aligned to customer demand and the benefit of industry in Thailand to make us more competitive and support our ESCOB industries. When we consider the look and feel of undergraduates going into work, we must accept that they're not the finished article. There's nothing new here, of course, but throwing money at massive open online courses is not the answer either. Ask any executive for the ROI on this and they'll agree. This is learning and development triage. Only 10% of learners who enroll in massive open online courses complete them because different people learn different things in different ways. So here's one way to fix all this, and I'm suggesting programs of learning and development framed around critical inquiry rather than technical skills. The School of Digital Innovation that bridges traditional communication design, social sciences and industrial design programs. And this should be a partnership between the academy and industry to create a closed-circuit ecosystem. I also believe non-degree education is the future of education. We have the technology and pedagogical expertise in Thailand to embed learning and development in organizations as a collaborative value proposition between executives, human resources, and the learning and development provider to deliver qualified talent that can accelerate and contribute to growth. And I'm suggesting this is best achieved at the larger SME and enterprise level with early to mid-career talent looking to fast track to the next level. We can use technology to deliver this with blending learning provision, online for the lower dimensions of learning, remembering, understanding and applying, and in-person for analyzing evaluating and creating, and these are the higher dimensions. I believe learn and design development programs are the answer to fixing the failure of digital product innovation. Programs of study aligned to professional acceleration designed in partnership with industry. And these programs of learning should all have KPI metrics to measure the sentiment and inclination of the experience. For example, individual performance and capabilities. These evaluate the learner and strategic alignment and organizational health that evaluate the provider. The key word to all this is employability, a word often avoided in formal education, which is wrong. Learning and development providers need to align program level outcomes with employability dimensions such as communication and interpersonal skills, personal development, problem solving, teamwork, adaptability, commercial awareness, technical skills, critical thinking and innovation. Because this is what executives want to see from their talent, understanding the value of their strategy. And I'm defining this as the customers we choose to serve by responding to their demand and delivering innovation for social, cultural and economic value.